Syringa Networks is home to complete business telecom and IT solutions backed by an industry-leading SLA that guarantees the uptime your business needs. It's effective communications for 21st century Utah. Get started now at syringanetworks.net. Time to welcome in Riley Jensen, college football insider and recruiting expert. Riley, good morning. Hey, how's it going, fellas? It's going well. Riley, wanted to have you on because you started telling me about something uh, – a few weeks back, and then we talked again. You kind of updated and said it's picking up steam. And it was all because people in Southern California, well, in California, but especially in Southern California, <clears throat> thought there wasn't going to be a high school football season. And you were telling me that there was a significant number of players whose parents were looking to place them at a high school football program in the state of Utah so they could play, be visible for college recruiters, all that kind of stuff. How is that progressing, and how do you think it's going to progress now, obviously, that football's been pushed back to at least January? So th- this is a really interesting development to me. I, I'm, I'm really fascinated to see how kids are going to handle this. I was on the phone yesterday with parents of a kid um, who has 15 Division One offers who are talking to me about schools in the state of Utah. I I've had at least 10 phone calls already with people from California. Um, I know of five, no, I, I know of eight kids from California that are already on Utah high school football teams. This is before the announcement yesterday. And I fully expect that there's going to be a flood of kids that come to Utah. I, now, now, when I say flood, I mean, wh- what does that mean? There's going to be a significant number of kids that come and they change high school football in the state of Utah, in my opinion, uh, at least for a year. And if they like it, I mean, I I could see little brothers. I could see different things like that happening where they're like, hey, you know, this whole new COVID-19 thing, I can work remotely. We liked what we saw in Utah. We liked the environment. Uh, Let's sell our house for a bajillion dollars in California, buy a house that's twice as big here and put a million dollars in the bank. (laughs) And, And so... It, it's really interesting. I mean, they're looking, and there, there's been kids that have been placed, and I think, I think we'll see probably between 20 and 50 more players that come into the state of Utah over the next, and, it, and it'll be quickly over the next two weeks. And the reason why is because football camp has started for high school for high school sports. This is technically the second week of workouts because they they have the acclimation period last week. And then this week, I mean, it used to be that you had one week before games started, but now they do two weeks of one-a-days instead of one week of two-a-days like they used to. You say change high school football, but does this doesn't mean that the rich get richer because these kids aren't coming into a team that won two or three games last year? No, I mean, I, I think it is a little bit I think it is a little bit the rich get richer, but there's some schools, and I don't I don't want to mention names because I don't. Uh, I, but there's there's a couple of high schools that are like, hey, Rouse, I I really appreciate you uh, reaching out to me. Uh, we've worked really hard with these kids so far. I don't I don't want the headache of what's going to happen with parents. So please just just keep me out of the loop, and and I'll pretend like my head's in the clouds. <laughs> but there's others that are like. Yeah, I'll talk to him. Yeah, he, what? He, he, yeah, absolutely. And then some of them, it's just a, a matter of sending them film 
and they're just like, dude, I, I got to talk. I got to at least have you, you know, connect me. Now, some, some of the coaches are very, very tender and very like, hey, man, I, I can't. I don't want to be associated with any sort of recruiting. But, you know, if they reach out to me, <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> it's a really interesting thing for these high school coaches because I think they, they really love the kids they're in, invested in, but they also want to win, right? And so when, when you see a kid that has 15 different offers, it's hard, it's hard to just say, you know, I'm, I'm just going to stick with what I got, Riley. <laughs> right. So, so uh, is there any one position that is uh, moving to be seen? Because, you know, when you got 15 offers, there's probably also the thought, well, I can only get hurt. And, you know, there's all kinds of stories of guys who get hurt and then the offer gets pulled. So right. are there so, certain positions so that, coming or no? Um, I've, I've seen everything from O-line to D-line to wide receiver, DBs. to um, I've had conversations with quarterbacks. But that's a position that, that coaches are less willing to, like, move on because it's just such short notice. That's the one thing I've noticed is a little bit tougher to move is maybe a quarterback position. But I've seen really everything. I've, I, yeah, there's a linebacker. There's, yeah, there, I've, I've seen every position that I can think of. Um, so it, it's um, this is an interesting development. I mean – I don't know if you guys remember the series Friday Night Lights, but they had a whole they had a whole deal where there was a hurricane in Louisiana, right? And then there's kids moving into Texas from Louisiana. It kind of reminds me of that a little bit. Like there's parents cajoling, there's uh, you know coaches like kind of going, "Oh, well, I mean, you know, this guy could really help us out. We don't we don't have a lockdown corner, you know." And there's there's different things going on that way, so. This is this is an interesting development, and then and then as I was talking to the parents last night of of this athlete that has 15 offers, I mean, and and there's there's just a lot of questions. Do I commit to a team and just call it good and not play my senior season? Do I play my senior season in Utah and call it good, but don't go and play in the spring in California? Do I do both? Right? How about a kid that that is kind of like. <clears throat> on the edge in, in the state of Utah? What, what, this is my question. Why wouldn't you, and, and I'm, I'm just saying, if you're like a, a borderline player and you're getting feedback from a coach that says, hey, um, we really like your film, we really like what's going on, we just can't tell how good you are because you play in Utah, why wouldn't you move down to San Clemente or Orange County in the spring and play spring ball? I mean, I'm, I'm just thinking out loud, you know, and I'm just thinking about different scenarios. If you're a Utah kid, why wouldn't you do that? Why wouldn't you call around right now and start fishing around for teams that need a middle linebacker and you're a great middle linebacker in the state of Utah? You're getting some verbiage from different schools that are like, oh, we just don't know. You're kind of a tweener. It seems like you're fast. We're not sure. Go play in Orange County. Go play CIF in the spring. You know, I, I mean, I – It'll be really interesting to see how this works. I could see kids flowing into California in the spring that haven't been recruited or or haven't gotten quite the look that they want and playing football in the spring in California. I mean, this this is a really interesting time, and these are a lot of interesting scenarios. Now, this all could be moot if football gets canceled in Utah. And, uh, I mean, there's – 
there's just so much information out there. I was talking to an athletic director. I was talking to a major donor who actually works with all the presidents in the state of Utah. Um, it's, it's a possibility that football couldn't happen. And if football doesn't happen, even in the state of Utah, I mean, it's a lot of money to, to, to the University of Utah program, to BYU, to Utah State. It's not as much to, like, Weber State or Utah, but it's a lot of money that is not coming into the program when you don't play football. And they're not easy answers when you get up into the millions of dollars on how you just, like, plug and play or just, rele- uh, you know, replace that. Or And, and I, I fully expect if football doesn't happen, we're going to have a whole different wave of unemployment, in my opinion, because athletic directors and school presidents are going to have to make decisions based on the money and the revenue that's coming into their school. They can't run in the red. Talk about those parents' issues. So how about uh, player XYZ comes into California and takes my kid's spot, and my kid has been working for three years and doing everything right, and now all of a sudden he's out of a starting position. How's that going to be received? I don't. I, I think I think the answer is that it won't be received, especially the opposite here. I mean, I I know parents would be upset if a kid comes in from California and takes some kid's spot, right? I mean, I I think if it were my kid and – Let's say that he'd been starting for two years and some hotshot moves in from California and it's my kid's senior year and he doesn't get to start. I mean, that wouldn't that would feel very good, would it? I mean, I think I think vice versa. You know, a kid moves from Utah to California and he starts over a kid. I mean, it's just one of those things where this puts a, a lot of different stresses and a lot of different scenarios on a lot of different coaches. And I... I, I don't know what the result will be. I mean, I, you know, depending on the parent, you know, it's not it's not going to be pretty, right? And we all know that, you know, the 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 closer you get to the to the East Side Mountains, the more problems you have with parents. So, you know, <laughs> I mean, if you're if if you're an East Side school and you're taking one of these kids in, you're taking a risk. Those parents, those parents are not going to go down. They're going to go down swinging for sure. You know, there are people listening to this saying, I can't believe these guys are talking about high school sports like that. The people are moving time zones so a kid can play high school sports. This isn't pro sports. What are these people do? What would you say to those folks who are thinking that right say, now? Listen to this? I, I would say, okay, okay, but you're not willing to move your kid for the best school? You're not willing to transfer your kid for the best opportunity for them to go to an Ivy League school? You're not willing to move your kid around from – Riverton High School to Bingham High School to play football. You're not willing to move your kid for basketball for a coach that you like better. I mean, as much as I hate it, it's just kind of the way it is now. I mean, people are moving around all over the place to give their kids the best opportunity. I mean, there's 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 people that are transferring like two counties to be able to play football just just in the state of Utah. So. Don't complain about the fact that the kids are moving in from a different time zone when you're willing to move two counties for your kid to be, you know, in a different situation. I, I, it, you know, it's just hard for me to be judgmental at all at this point. And, you know, some of the arguments that are made back to me are, are, are fairly good. I mean, I mean, if, if somebody comes to me and says, look, my kid is a pro-style dual-threat quarterback – and he lives in the East High School boundaries, and he just doesn't see East High School as being a great place for him to play football 
and, and I'm just I'm throwing out a scenario here. So this isn't a, a cut against Coach Maddich or anything. And and he comes to me and says, you know, I'm thinking about playing somewhere else. You know, you, you start thinking about schools that use a dual threat quarterback in a different way than East High School does. And they're like, look, my kid's a 3.2 student. Like, this is his best. This is his best chance for him to get into to, to a college and to get an education for free. How is that different than a kid that that gets to move for free if it's just for academics in the state of Utah? Right. I. I mean, I. There's some arguments that that can be made. Like, hey, I don't. I my my son can't play at East or Highland High School and play dual threat quarterback and have a chance to play college football. So I'm going to move my kid to this other school, and then he gets a college scholarship. How is that any different than if we're moving kids because they have a, a great architecture program at Alta High School and a CAD program, or they're moving to Waterford because you know more kids get into um, you know uh, an Ivy League school, or they're moving to the special program at West, or they know that Skyline has a special program to get. I don't I don't see it as any different. And although I would love for everything to be the way it was when I was in high school, where you kind of played in your boundary and you and and you played with the kids that you grew up playing with, I just I'm I'm not sure that that's the truth anymore. I mean, I I'm just not sure that that's a a realistic situation. I I think it's idealistic in my head. So in a span of uh, about 48 hours, the quarterback situation at Utah State changed dramatically. What is your evaluation of that? Well, I, 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 knew, I knew that it was coming early, and I knew that there were some things coming down. I think I was a little bit surprised that Columbia was so ready to move. And, you know, and this, is just, this is just purely my opinion, and I'm, I'm, I'm putting pieces together on a couple of things that I've heard. I'm thinking that maybe Columbia was on his way out before – Jason Shelley came in. And mm. so Utah State was in a situation where I was like, okay, well, we got we to gotta get on top of this because we can't afford to lose Columbia, right, and then, and then not have anything in the cupboard. And Peasley's a good quarterback. Um, I, th- I think he's solid, but I don't think they felt as good about him as they did about <clears throat> Columbia. And so you go out and you get Jason Shelley, it puts yourself in a good situation. I'm not positive that that's the exact scenario, but even if I thought that as a coach, if I thought this was a possibility, I think I would have to go out and get the best quarterback available to help Utah State. And then, and then now, you know, you've got Devontae, uh, uh, sorry, I just spaced his last name, Henry from Henry BYU, right? And, and you've got him um, shoring up your running back position. I mean, everybody loves Jalen Warren up at Utah State, and rightly so. He's a solid runner. He is a little bit smaller. And so if he gets banged up and then you've got two running backs, you've got a two-headed monster like they did a couple of years ago when they were running all over the place, I mean, I think you feel good about the situation there. you're at at Utah State. I think Utah State really liked Columbia. I think the fans really liked him. They appreciated the work that he put in. And so I think it felt, you know, I think it felt a little bit bittersweet to have him leave the program. But – it looks like he's moving on to Texas Tech, and it looks like maybe that was in the works for a while. And so I think Gary Anderson is just doing the best he can to make sure that they're in a positive situation at Utah State. 
So when Sielsa Mariner went up to Utah State in three years at Utah, he had 52 catches and four touchdowns. In one year with the Aggies, he has 63 catches and 10 touchdowns. Now, he's better. He's the go-to guy. They throw him the ball more. You know, the league isn't quite as big, isn't quite as fast. He can stand out. There's still NFL-caliber players throughout the league. You can just see that in the draft and NFL rosters. But, you know, up and down the roster, they just aren't quite as big and quite as fast. So having said that, should Aggie fans expect Devonta Henry Cole and Jason Shelley to make similar massive impacts and really take off now that they're not competing in the Pac-12? I mean, Shelley was 3-2 and two as a starter at Utah. Well, I think it's, I think it's, um, I think it's always a, a question mark. I, I, I do wonder, <laughs> I mean, and this is just me, Again, talking out loud, is is the only place that we can get a transfer kid from the University of Utah? I mean, is that is that the best program around? Like their second stringers are better than our first stringers. I sometimes I'm I'm a little bit cynical about that kind of stuff. I mean, he did bring in a tight end last year that didn't you know set the world on fire. I thought he was solid for Utah State, but uh, Mariner was 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 a win. Um, I think one of those two players becomes a good win for Utah State, but it's just like recruiting. If you if you hit fifty percent, you're nailing it in the transfer portal. But if you're hitting thirty three percent, you're like, man, we're not doing very good. It's such a fine line. It's such a fine line. If you get one out of two, you know you're 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 setting the world on fire. You know with this transfer portal. If you only get one out of four, you suck at what you're doing. <laughs> and so, I it's. It's a little bit of a crapshoot. Uh, just because they're coming from the Pac-12 doesn't mean they're automatically going to play well. But I think I, I do think that Seosi Mariner is a great recruiting story for Utah State now. Like, look, you can go to the University of Utah and you can catch the ball 52 times in three years, or you can come to Utah State and catch the ball 63 times in one season and sign as a free agent in the NFL. Right? I, I think that's a great story for Utah State right now, and I think they should use that to their advantage. Um, will will it work? I don't know. But if but if I was coaching Utah State, I think that's a great story. I think that's a story that I'm telling every day and twice on Sunday, especially when I'm recruiting a player that I think has some Pac-12 offers, but I can offer them to play early and often and to be the feature guy by the time they're a junior and senior at Utah State and have a chance to play in the NFL. Riley, as always, we appreciate it. Thanks for checking in. Hey, I appreciate you guys. You guys are great at what you do. I'll talk to you soon.